you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast. I'm Aeneas Williams. I'm hanging out with this small guy that makes me look even smaller. His name is Delvin Tomlinson. All we're doing is talking about building PCs, talking about finance, talking about choosing the University of Alabama instead of Harvard. You might want to listen in. Man, we just getting into it, Delvin. I already feel like a little guy sitting next to oh, you, man. right? You know, <laughs> right? You know, talk to us about, as a current player, mm-hmm. um, the first thing, who chooses between University of Alabama and Harvard? Tell us about that thought process. I would say a nerd uh, <laughs> would have that choice. Uh, but nerd. you don't fit the qualities of a nerd, man. We don't that's see you with I your glasses like, and things I know, like that. Right? Right? Uh, I'm blessed to have 20-20 vision, so I guess that's it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, just growing up, my mom always was focused on books. You know, grades have to be good for me to play sports. And football was always, always my first sport, but I knew if I didn't have good grades, I couldn't play football. So... Um, and mom meant that. She meant that. Yeah, yeah, she meant okay. that, yeah. So yeah. it was just like uh, I always wanted to make sure I had good grades and uh, I always was super competitive. So I always wanted to be like one of the best players on the football field. So it just just carried over, yeah. Tell everybody that's listening, when you're a great athlete, and obviously you got to be to be an NFL 1% of high school players, what advantage does the intellectual athlete, along with the physical, physically gifted athlete, have? You understand the game. And when you understand the game, it doesn't matter how good you are. Like, if you understand the game, you have the, the potential to be a lot better than the person who's just gifted. Mm-hmm. But if you're gifted and you understand the game, you're smart and you pick up on things like, as a defensive lineman, you get all different types of blocks and things like that. You could see, okay, this, the why, why, the why is off the ball and he's looking down at me. It might be a wham block. Mm-hmm. Like, you see gotcha. things like that. You pick up on the small trinkets uh, over the years and just, uh, pretty much football becomes, it's another, when you get to college, you learn that football is another class. Another class? It's another class. It's like, it's a classroom when you're out there. And um, you just start to learn, you just learn, and you just, uh, you learn stuff, different things from different people. So you're, uh, when you get to college, you're in a whole vast pool of just different types of people from different areas. You can learn from everybody because everybody sees stuff differently. And um, I just treated it like it was another class for me. D-tackle, I say Aaron Donald, you say? Uh, Dalvin Thomas. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Aaron Donald is, he's a freaking nature. I have super, a lot of respect for him because he's one of those people you can't mimic his game. You can't? No, you can't, like, I can't Why? go. It's just like a uh, high school kid. If you, you could be super gifted, but you can't turn on Aaron Donald film and look, I'm going to do what Aaron Donald does because what Aaron Donald does might not work for you. Gotcha. You have to know yourself. That's the biggest thing, gotcha. too. People will just want to be like someone else, but at the end of the day, you're you. Gotcha. You have to make a name for yourself and become, and uh, everybody has their own identity. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you could take what he does and evolve it into what fits you. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's the biggest thing. McDonald, Georgia, mm-hmm. end up signing with Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. 
The Bulldog Nation didn't get you? Um, I, I, I grew up a UGA fan and wanted to, I had like uh, all the UGA stuff as a right. kid, a little right. helmet and everything. When I played park ball, I, had, I played for Georgia and I was just like, I'm going to UGA, I'm going to be a dog, this and that. And um, it was just like, I don't know, it just, it didn't feel right for me. Didn't feel right. It just didn't feel right. I had, I just didn't. Now have. share that for those young athletes that may hear this podcast. Yeah, because What you know, didn't feel right to you? Um, just like when I went there, it was, they showed me the um, school, like they even showed me the school, like they showed me the academic, the athletic side. Okay. Just like uh, the lockers, the football field, this and that. And you know, I already told you I was a big academic person. Gotcha. And um, I always just dreamed that I wanted to be a UGA as a kid. And I was like, I'm going there, I'm going there. But when I went to the campus, it's just, I didn't get the, the feeling like, I didn't feel at home. You know, everybody wants to go to the big school just to say, I went to a big school. Right. But um, when I went to Alabama, Coach Saban already knew I wanted to do something in business. So the first time I went to Alabama, I didn't even go to the f football facility. I didn't even go to the football field to see Brian Denny Stadium. Like I was on a golf cart going to the business school, meeting with teachers and talking to them about the business program. So when did Nick, <laughs> when did Coach Saban find out that that's, that was your motor operandi? That was um, your driving I, force? When Coach uh, Smart came to my high school and just talked to me for the first time, it was like, you know, we- The Georgia's coach now. The Georgia's coach the now. He was the defensive coordinator. Back then. And he recruited me and um, I, already, I told him like, academics is big for me. And I was either thinking about engineering or business. But I loved that. And Alabama had a great business school. So I was like, uh, if I come there, I want to meet with the business teachers. I was just messing around and see if they actually right. would do it. And when I went down there, no football stuff, probably like three hours just talking about the academic side of the school. So I felt like when I just go in there, I just felt like, okay, they're serious about their student athletes. Right. So it was... They, when they put their student in front of the athlete, just like it's supposed to be, because one day you have to hang up your cleats. And I just felt, I, I got that much more respect for them. You always hear about the five star, you always, they always win, but you don't always hear what you just shared. Mm -hmm. That academic, that culture is also excellent sound like, mm -hmm. gave you an opportunity as it relates to academically as well. Most definitely. Can you talk about that? Um, just uh, being there at Alabama, uh, I remember you have position meetings with your just your position coach one on one, and he'd be like, "Hey, so what's what's why this grade so low?" One on one uh, <laughs> position coach asking you about grades. Asking you about your grades, and um, uh, we had like a little point system. You get too many points, like too many lates to class, or you miss the class, or uh, you're just not doing good, like in the class, like. Uh, so you might just get a text and be like, "Oh, you have a meeting at noon with Coach Saban." That's when you get scared. Have you had one? Of, have you ever had one of those meetings? I had one because I had too many points. I think at one time. Okay, so you you walk in, what happens? And um, he just pretty much sits you down and be like, so what's going on? Like, uh, just talk. He started talking about your classes, why you got points, because uh, you get your points down by making like A's on quizzes or tests. Okay. So if you get like a hundred on the test or something or a ninety something, they take a points down off your point system. Mm -hmm. And um, he just say, so what's your game plan to get these points off? And, um, uh, he'll sit down and talk to you about different classes of uh, classes you're struggling with and make sure they set up extra tutoring for you right. and stuff like that. So it's like just never an excuse not to graduate, especially I know at Alabama, like Coach Saban prides himself on like having a lot of student athletes graduate. Wow. So pretty much almost everybody that comes through that get a degree and feel like if somebody leaves early, they always come back and get it. So Got it. pretty much you're getting, you came there to get a degree and then play football. So at the end of the day, you have to get that degree at some point. So a guy that plays for Nick Saban, Coach Saban, I want to make sure I put respect on his yeah. name. For a young man that's played for Nick Saban, mm -hmm. tell us through your eyes as a player, 
why has this program been consistently mm -hmm. with competitive excellence? Um, because everybody that comes in, you know that the process works. It's all like he always says, it's all about the process. It's not going to happen overnight. You don't win national championships at the national championship game. You win those in the spring run, runs, it was doing in the indoor in February. Gotcha. So it's just, um, it's the process. Everybody comes in, make sure, like the older guys, make sure that the younger guys know that you can't just do what you want. We have a way of doing things around here and you have to do it this way or you can't be here. Like gotcha. this point blank. Yeah, just everybody who comes in buys in. Now you, when you buy in as a group, a collective group, mm -hmm. It's hard to be beat because you grind together, you have blood, sweat, and tears on the field together, you go through injuries together, you come back and work out together and after practice and things like that. And you keep going through that process day after day after day with each other. The games get easy. The practice is the hard part. So Saturday. That's what I like to say, right? <laughs> I like to say in case of college football, mm -hmm. All Saturday game is more people watching what you do every day, mm -hmm. right? And then sometimes that's how you guys. Yeah, hey, Alabama. Yourself. If you play good the first half, you only, you get the second half off, and you get the rest of your legs. Right. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah, game day is half of off day. So that's how you got to see it when you go there, because when you know when we pin those pads on that practice field, we we working no matter what. Gotcha. Like, there's no off day or gotcha. no easy day. It's it's a work day. So you mean to tell me when y'all went into some of these games, y'all had an yeah, unspoken incentive that we're going to play so good in the first half that we're going to take it off? We'll have all through the second half, man? Yes and no, <laughs> simply because we had the incentive one year. And um, the thing is, when the twos and threes get in, they have to play just like us. It's no, he doesn't want There's any no drop, drop off. off. And I remember one year, we was up like 50-something to like three. And the twos and threes went in. So we were like, okay, we're going to sit over here and just relax. I think like half a quarter went by, and then they allowed, because we had the team under 20 yards rushing. And then they went in and broke like a 45-yard run. Uh -huh. And Coach Saban started like, yelling at everybody and pretty much made the ones get back in. <laughs> and we were all like <laughs> stiff and cold, and we were like, oh, man, we don't know how this is going to turn out. And then we were like, we can't even think like that anymore, because when you start thinking like, we're going to play a half and then we're done, that's when you don't get trained for four whole quarters. Gotcha. And we learned it the hard way. And then, yeah, we just started saying it. No matter how many players it takes, we're going to get the job done. Gotcha. So you major in finance. Mm -hmm. I have a degree in accounting. Okay. So we have, yeah, okay. we have some school, little, yeah. Yeah, little <laughs> numbers uh, context here, right? <laughs> so you, you, you have finance, and then you build a PC? What? Uh, yeah. What, 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 what are we talking about here, man? What are you doing? Um, I, like I told you, I was, I, I'm a nerd. Um, yeah, gr um, I always, I'm a big video gamer. I love video games. Been there since I was a kid. My mom used to beat me in 2K and Mortal Kombat. All Your day. mother? Hold my on. Mom, Your mother? My mom picked me in the video games when I was young. She used to, like, bully me in the video games. That's why I'm a big video gamer now. But in quarantine last year, I, I was like, I always talked about I want to build a PC. I want to build a PC. And then I was just like, this is the perfect time to build a gaming PC. I just got all the parts, and then one night I just stayed up and taught myself all the parts and put it together. and Taught bought, yourself? Yeah, and like seven hours later it was Self Self-taught? Yeah. In one night? <laughs> In one night. During seven, quarantine? During quarantine. You were productive? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, it took a long seven hours, I tell you but that. But mom put it on you. Yeah, when I was a kid, she implanted that seed of just video game. And then video games also like a good stress reliever for me. I used to be stressed out in class and school and football. Just go play some video games and just, I'm reset already. Kyle Murray, I think, just won. I think he won the, uh, I think it was the Madden. Mm-hmm. 
would you beat him? I'm not a Madden guy. You're not a Madden guy. I don't like Madden simply because, like, as I, as I said before, you learn the game. I might call a play on Madden, and the person does the complete opposite. I'm like, that's not what I call it. Realistically, that, that, that's not going to happen. You got you. Okay. And then you know people on the game, and you'd be like, oh, I don't know if that person's going to do that. So it's just like okay. different things about Madden. Uh, like if, when NCAA comes back, I'm definitely playing that one now. For you to play Madden, that would challenge your integrity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you've, you've, you've designed a PC. Mm-hmm. All right, put that check. Your finance, put that check. Your defense attack. Put that check. Mm-hmm. So, how would you identify yourself? How do you see yourself? You see yourself as an artist, a gamer, a finance guy, defensive tackle? Uh, all of it. Um, like my, I remember my high school coach used to always call me the Renaissance man. The Renaissance. Yeah, just whatever he put his mind to, you can end up doing it. So I just feel like uh, if I'm interested interested in something, I just pursue it and get it done as fast as possible. So how does seeing yourself like this, a renaissance man, does that help, would you say that helps you be successful, knowing it's not just football? Mm-hmm. Would, would you say when you have a better understanding of life off the field, it helps you on the field? Yes, because it helps you not take any reps for granted. Like, you know, when you're playing ball, you know, you're just playing ball, you right. have, you're living your life, but... Um, when you know that, like, say tomorrow may be my last play I could play, I'm not going to take this play for granted. I'm going to cherish every single play I get on the field. And I just feel like that's how you have to be in the NFL because, like, it's not for long for a reason. In a lot of cases where people don't see, a lot of people say, oh, I'm retiring, this and that. A lot of people don't get to say when they're retiring. Somebody else is telling you when you're going to retire. So if somebody were to tell me I have to retire tomorrow, I want to be, I want to say I don't regret what I did on the field, I left it all on the field when I could leave it on the field. When did you gather that mindset? Like this, every play, I know guys say it, but it's a whole nother thing to actually feel that, like this could be my last play. When did that happen to you? Uh, I would have to say college in Alabama, because I ended up tearing my ACL, my second ACL in college. Second? And, mm-hmm. I tore the first one coming into Alabama, and then I tore my second one like uh, after my second year at Alabama. Just after I got back on the field, it was just like, I enjoy playing football with my, with my uh, boys and stuff. So it's just like, you know, I'm gonna enjoy every rep I get out here with them because like the NFL wasn't guaranteed. It like very few people make it. So that wasn't even the, uh, the main focus. I wanted to just, as long as I enjoyed myself out there, I felt like I was gonna make it because I know I'm gonna put everything into it, so. As long as, that's interesting, as long as you enjoyed yourself. Mm-hmm. When did you start enjoying it? When you realized it could go fast? Um, I always enjoyed enjoyed it, but it's just I feel like I it was just on a whole different level after I came off those ACL injuries. Gotcha. You know when you're hurt and you're watching football and you're like I'm supposed to be out there, that like it makes you like want to work so much harder. Gotcha. And then I know I, I realized all the work I was putting into it and like in the all season and things like that to get back on the field, I was like you know what I'm gonna enjoy every single rep I'm out here because I never know I I never know when I'm not gonna be out here again or. I've I felt when I wasn't able to be out here, so I don't want to feel that feeling to be like, oh, I could have did more, I could have did this not to get hurt, things like that. So I'm gonna enjoy every single second out here. No regret. No regret. No regret. By the way, that's one of the reasons I am so glad I gave it everything I had. Because mm-hmm. now at 53, you look back, there's no regrets. Exactly. And that's what I hear you doing. That's outstanding, Delvin. As we close it out, here are a few, here are a few oddities. 
What's your favorite New York oddity? What? Tell me about New York. What's What's it like being there? You from McDonough, Georgia, oh, yeah. man. It, it was a shock when I first got up there. Because um, I know when I first. What was the first thing? What shocked you? What was the first shock? The cold. How cold it was. How cold it was. In the wind. Like, it was like, it'll be cold some days, and you'll be like, okay, it's cold. And then it's 20 miles per hour wind. And uh-huh. the wind just goes, like, I had a hoodie on because I didn't even buy a big coat yet. So I had a hoodie, and the wind just cut straight through my hoodie. And the wind, I was just like, okay, I can't do this. Like, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I'm going to die up here. I'm going to freeze to death. That's how Look, I felt. Man, you've, you've, you've killed the fallacy that the big man loves cold weather. That's, but I do like cold weather. But the thing is, when that wind gets to blowing <laughs> in the corner, when the Hulk blows, it's a yeah, whole different right. beast yeah, out there. Okay. But I feel like I got used to it because um, I remember my rookie year. It was going into the week 17 last week, and I think it was like 10 to 8 degrees or something like that. And I remember Snacks and JPP who was like, uh, I was like, we wearing sleeves or what? Because, you know, you got to ask your vets and right. stuff. And they, were, uh, they, they turned to Olivia Vernon and was like, uh, what are we doing, OV? And he was like, nah, we're going to finish the year like we started. Then when we started the year, it was like 80, 70, 80 degrees outside. <laughs> so they were like, no sleeves. And I'm sitting there like, oh, man, it's going to be a long night. Wow. And then we couldn't wear sleeves at night. And um, I felt like I matured a lot as a young man out there you in that cold. And, um, right of passage. Like right? now, I, when it's cold outside in the game, I don't wear any sleeves because I'm used to it now. Gotcha. But when I first got up in my rookie year, week eight was the coldest game I ever played in. And then every week after that was the coldest game I ever played in. So here's a question. Are you, where are you living? You're in Jersey or are you in New York? Jersey. You're in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Delvin, this has been amazing, man. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. And great job with the work that you guys are doing, man. It's always great when I talk to current players and have that mindset. I grew up in New Orleans with uh, two older brothers. My mm-hmm. dad's first college graduate on both sides of the family. Okay. So I started playing football my junior year at Southern, walked on. Mm-hmm. So football was never our focus, yeah. like kind of like when mom talked to you, and mm-hmm. if you're going to play ball, you got to get the grades. Mm-hmm. And that's what my dad and mom did for us. Okay. So it's just great to hear these young legends <laughs> in formation. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being with us, man. No problem. Thank you. <laughs> this has been the NFL Legends Podcast. To provide feedback or request a topic for discussion, email us at NFLLegends at NFL.com. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.